Hello, beautiful souls. In an effort to relieve some of the stress surrounding the coronavirus pandemic, I have decided to release the Soul Flow audiobook here on this podcast for free. There are 15 chapters in total, 17 if you count the introduction and closing thoughts, and a new chapter will be released daily starting Friday, March 20th, 2020 through Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Please enjoy this free audiobook, and if you'd like to support me and my work, consider leaving a review on Amazon or for this podcast, following me on social media. My Instagram handle is author Kristen Martin, posting about this book to social media, and sharing this podcast and my other resources, which you can find linked in the show notes with your friends and family. I am sending love and light to you all during this time. Enjoy the audiobook. Chapter 15. The Parabdha Karma When I traveled to India in 2014, I didn't know what to expect, but I remember feeling especially drawn to the culture, history, and languages, both ancient and present. I distinctly remember reading about a concept called Parabdha Karma, which in Hinduism is part of the karma cycle. According to Hindu spiritual teacher Shivananda Saraswati, there are three kinds of karma, including Sanchita, accumulated works, Parabdha, fructifying works, and Agami, current works. Now, I'm not an expert in this area, and I certainly don't claim to be, but as I continued to read more about Parabdha karma, I came across a meaning that really resonated with me. As author Tasha Silver puts it, Parabdha karma is our own soul's course of study. I quickly fell in love with this school of thought. We spend most of our lives wondering what our purpose is, why we're here, if we're doing life right. Some of us may try to gain insight by diving into religious practices, studying as many philosophy books as we can get our hands on, or seeking spiritual guidance from those who have come before us. Others may choose to simply not believe in anything. And that's okay, because my soul's course of study probably looks a lot different than yours, and yours probably looks a lot different than your sister's, or your mother's, or your father's, and theirs probably looks a lot different than their parents, and grandparents, and so on. Your soul's course of study is unique to you. Put another way, in all the galaxies in an infinite universe, there will never be another you, exactly as you are, living the life you're living, pursuing your soul's unique course of study. Imagine if each and every one of us took this concept to heart, the belief and knowledge that everything you are, everything you want to be, is already inside of you at this very moment. That your intuition is there for a reason. That your heart's whisperings are more than just a fleeting murmur in this pocket of space and time. That the guidance you've been longing for is already hardwired into your very existence, into your soul. The need for surface-level consumption would disappear. So would judgment, attachment, guilt, and resistance. Think about it. Why would there be a need to consume 
if the answers were already inside? Why would there be a need to judge if our soul's courses of study were meant to be different? Why would there be a need to attach to an identity if your sole purpose was the only thing that truly mattered? Why would there be a need to feel guilty if you're just doing and being all the things you need to do and be to pursue your soul's unique course of study? Why would there be a need to resist a life that is destined to unfold exactly when, how, and why it's meant to? Divine guidance, universal law, parabda karma, soul purpose, awakening, transformation, our soul flow, it all relies heavily on your level of awareness, on your perspective of past experiences, your daily thought processes, how much and how deep you allow yourself to feel, and what specific lens you decide to look at life through. It's in this state of awareness, in pursuing your parabda karma, that you can experience your soul flow. Awareness of self is hard to put into words because it's a feeling. You know when you go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning? The act of waking up is where we switch from unconsciousness to consciousness, to a state of awareness. You're aware that your eyes are open. You're aware that you're breathing. You're aware that you can hear and see and smell and touch. You're aware that you're alive. That awareness when we wake up is similar to the awareness we want to cultivate in our daily lives, where we're fully conscious of our behaviors, actions, and reactions, our thoughts, feelings, and overall sense of what it means to be us. What does it mean to be you? What whisperings are subtle yet recurring? How has your intuition been trying to guide you? Have you been listening? Are you even aware? Become aware. Cultivate. Practice. Flow. Be. Bali was the first time I opened myself up to this kind of ethereal connection with self. I didn't expect a specific outcome. I wasn't attached to any shoulds. I didn't judge myself or my experience. And I certainly didn't resist it. On the contrary... I welcomed it. With a wide and loving embrace, I let it in. Awareness of self is not something we have to go searching for because it's already built into our souls. It may take some serious digging, some exploring beneath the surface, some dusting off and rearranging of your mental file cabinets, but the awareness is already there. Your soul flow is already there. All you have to do is decide just how deep you're willing to go to reclaim it. Reflection. How will you choose to live every single day from this point forward? What will you embrace? What will you surrender? How will you commit to inviting your soul flow, not as a temporary house guest, but as a permanent resident of your mind, body, and spirit?